Katie Porter is not mincing her words. She put blames on the collapse of the SVB where it belongs, Silicon Valley Bank where it belongs. And where does it belong? At the hands. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Of Trump, who signed the bill, the the mass of the Republicans who pushed the bill, and several Democrats who supported them to give them the necessary amount of votes to get it passed. Elizabeth Warren's been speaking about this. She has been against it for a while. Let her tell you what it, what she has to say about it, and then we'll take it on the other side. Talk to me about the, the collapse here of SVB. Um, it ranks as the second largest bank failure in the U.S., right behind Washington Mutual back in 2008, uh, just ahead of Signature Bank, which also just happened a few days ago. What is going on here? Well, this comes from a failure to appropriately regulate big banks. And we had, after Dodd-Frank, appropriate regulations in place for exactly this size of bank, big. And lo and behold, no more than Dodd-Frank passed, then people started coming around to politicians' offices, offering them corporate pack checks and lobbying them to repeal those regulations. And we had Democrats and Republicans join in 2018 to repeal the very capital holding requirements that create a cushion for this exact size of bank. So for me to hear colleagues later when this was happening this weekend say this was unbelievable and how could this happen was frustrating to say the least. This is what happens when we have politicians who cater to Wall Street instead of working families. This morning, I'm sure you saw President Biden uh, addressing the country, assuring people their deposits are safe, that taxpayers are not on the hook for the banks. How confident are you of that assessment? Well, I have no doubt that that is what President Biden hopes happens, and that is the intent here. But I think we've seen before with these kinds of programs that the devil is really in the details. And there are some concerning aspects of how this is being rolled out. One of the things we did with the Dodd-Frank Act after um, the financial, the last financial crisis was we said, look, assets have to be marked to market. They have to be, you have to value them at what they're actually worth. And what the Federal Reserve is doing with this lending program is saying, we'll treat your collateral at par value rather than what it's really worth today. So I, I, I understand that when you get into a bank failure, there are no good solutions. That's exactly why we can't let this keep happening. We have to you- repeal the regulation that Trump and Congress passed in 2018 to get us back to a place where we have cushions. Where we don't put ourselves where there are no good choices. So you, you began to answer the question I was just about to ask you, which is, do you think repealing the, the 2018 deregulation law will be sufficient protection against this kind of thing going forward? Or is there something else that needs to be done on top of, uh, of repealing it? 
Well, there are definitely other questions here, but let me be clear. I'm introducing legislation to repeal that 2018 law. It was bad then. I said it was bad then, and I was not alone. There were other folks, including Elizabeth Warren, who pushed against this, but Wall Street's lobby in Washington is simply too powerful, and they were able to get not just Republicans, but I think almost 50 Democrats between the House and the Senate to sign on to this. So I, I do think repealing the law is a good start, but I don't think it's enough. I think there are real questions about how we think about stopping runs on banks in a digital world. We sort of have analog banking law for a digital economy. And I, I think we ha we saw that this sort of closed the bank on a Friday, reopened it on a Monday, which is sort of the very traditional model, simply doesn't work where people have online banking and they can, they can work over the weekend and remove money um, and organize kind of continual withdrawals throughout the weekend. So I think the Federal Reserve and FDIC need to think about how we're going to modernize to deal with this sort of digital bank run, which is really what we have here today. Katie nails it. It's time for a change. It is time for us to go ahead and put the laws back the way they should be and not have these charlatanes run our system into the ground like they constantly do and then ask us all for a bailout. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.